Good evening, folks. You're listening to KQNP 93.3 FM. It is 73 degrees outside, high of 90 tomorrow, partly cloudy throughout the day. It is now 1234 in the quiet of the night. I want to take a few minutes to talk about something strange that has come across my desk. Fair warning, I have no answers, only questions. Tonight I'm talking about the sleepy little town of Lake Manitoc. The town got its name from the lake it used to border. The lake was formed in 1955 by damming the Manitoc River. In 2005, the dam began leaking and the government declined to repair it. By 2007, the lake had completely drained. Before it finished draining, there was a spike in drownings. Seven people drowned within a year. In the previous 35 years, only eight other people have drowned on the lake. Nearly doubling the death count in one year is kind of unheard of. There are five drownings in particular that I want to focus on. But first, let's briefly talk about the lake's history, because while the last year of the lake's existence was particularly eventful, its past was not squeaky clean. As I said, in the previous 35 years, 8 people drowned in the lake, which is not a huge number of drownings for that length of time. But the weird thing is, none of their bodies were ever found. Now it's not abnormal for bodies to sink and disappear into the depths of a lake. Lakes can be thousands of feet deep. Natural lakes, that is. Man-made lakes like Lake Manitoc rarely reach deeper than a few hundred feet. It's still pretty deep, but not too deep to effectively dredge or search with sonar. Average recovery rate of drowning victims is about 10% in natural lakes and 80% in man-made lakes. Lake Manitoc has a 0% recovery rate of drowning victims' bodies in over 30 years. That's really strange. Now onto the most recent drownings and deaths. The late 2006 cluster of drownings and accidental deaths took place over the course of about a month and mostly centered on one family. The Carlton family consisted of Bill and his two children, Will and Sophie. Sophie Carlton, age 18, was a member of the varsity swim team, a strong swimmer to be sure. She lived by the lake with her father Bill, age 47, and brother Will, age 20. They were the last people to see her alive. On the morning of her drowning, she went out on the lake for her morning swim like she did most days. Will watched her through the kitchen window. He said he saw her get dragged under the water. His words. Efforts to recover her body were non-fruitful. A few weeks later, Will was found slumped over the sink behind their house. It appears he was cleaning fish for supper and drowned in the sink. Will's death is a bit of an outlier because he didn't drown in the lake, but there is one strange thing about it. First responder said there was no water in the sink. However, his head and upper body were wet, so someone drained the sink. Will couldn't have done it because it's very hard to drain a sink after you're dead. It might make sense for his father to have drained the sink when he found Will's body. However, Bill's statement to the sheriff said the sink was already drained when he found Will. 
This suggests a third person drowned Will and drained the sink, but no evidence of this mystery person was ever found. A couple days later, Bill also met a fatal end. Neighbors saw him in his boat speeding from the dock seconds before his boat flipped. No debris was found that could have caused the accident. Also, Bill's body was not recovered despite the accident happening close to shore. Besides his neighbors, there were two other witnesses to Bill's accident, but I'll come back to them in a minute. It is unclear if this was a true accident or a suicide. In the day since his daughter's death, he was often seen staring out at the water. With the loss of his remaining child, his mood darkened further. One neighbor heard him say losing both of his children was worse than dying. The final drowning disappearance on the lake was Jake Devins, age 46, Lake Manitowoc's own sheriff. His death is rather lackluster. Two days after Bill Carlton's accident, Sheriff Devins' daughter, Andrea Barr, age 29, reported him missing. Presumed drowned, nobody was ever found. After this, there were no more drownings on Lake Manitowoc during the time it continued to drain. That was four deaths on the lake in less than a month. The last drowning I want to talk about has a link to Sheriff Devin. His daughter's husband, Chris Barr, drowned on the lake six months earlier. Besides the Carlton family drownings, no other drownings have any connection. Chris Barr, age 29, took his son Lucas, age 10, out on the lake for a swimming lesson. Lucas was on a floating platform when his father drowned. Young Lucas was stuck out on the float for two hours, all alone. Exactly how Chris drowned, if he was pulled under the water, we don't know. After the accident, Lucas stopped talking for several months. His mother became very protective of the boy and refused to allow anyone to question him about his father's death. Not that he would have said anything anyway. Now for something odd, if that wasn't odd enough. Several people in the town reported talking to an Agent Ford and Agent Hamill from the U.S. Wildlife Service during the time these deaths were happening. They arrived in town and questioned the Carlton family about Sophie's death the day before Will drowned in the empty sink. They spoke to Sheriff Devin and several people around the town. A couple of days later, they witnessed Bill's bowling accident. After that, they were seen talking to Andrea Barr and her son, Lucas, and then they left the town shortly after Sheriff Devin's disappearance. It turns out there are no agents by those names. While their names appear to be obvious references to actors Harrison Ford and Mark Hamill from Star Wars, they did have fake IDs good enough to fool everyone, including the sheriff. According to the sheriff's secretary, after Bill Carlton's death, Sheriff Devin called the U.S. Wildlife Service. He discovered the two men were not real agents and confronted them, but did not arrest them for unknown reasons. Who were these two men? They pretended to be government agents. Could they have been government agents but not wildlife? Maybe they were private investigators? Or just concerned citizens? And what were they looking for? During their time in the town, they questioned several people about the drownings and the lake. Did their presence cause more deaths? They were in the area for three of the last four deaths. They even witnessed one. 
previous drownings were spread out over years. They were isolated events that seemed unconnected, except for the lack of bodies. I don't know. In the end, an entire family is dead, another is decimated, and there seem to be no answers. That's all I have on this case. I'll be saving it as case number SPN0103. You're listening to KQNP 93.3 FM. Keep listening for the news at the top of the hour. Until then, enjoy a little music. This has been a Quiet of the Night podcast. Tonight's case file was drawn from an episode of a popular TV show. All events are fictional and any similarity to real events or people is coincidental. The voice you are hearing is Gillian Ibabis, writer and producer of this podcast. Find more of my work on my website, www.gillian-ibabis.com. That's www.gillian-ybabis.com. Thanks for listening.